Welcome back to the Common Sense Party Podcast, and today's episode is the one where I definitely get called anti-Semitic. Why? Great question. So I feel like I have to start every single one of these episodes by saying that there are three types of human value. Number one, there is the inherent human value that far outweighs any other kind of value I could ever possibly mention. And that inherent value is the same for everyone. So I don't think I'm better than anybody else regardless of their religious beliefs or political affiliation or any of those kinds of things. Sexuality, gender identity, etc. I believe that I am their equal and that they are my equal. But there are two other types of human value and even though those other two types are not nearly as important and should not hold nearly as much weight, I think society has gotten confused about how much weight each one of those types of human value deserves. The second type is social human value. So what can you do for the good of society? And the third type is biological human value. And biological human value really, really doesn't care about your feelings. And this is simply, can you procreate? And can the little beings that you procreate grow up enough to procreate themselves? And that's basically it. Biology does not care about your feelings. To be honest, social value isn't really that concerned with your feelings either, but that's a whole different conversation. Today, we are talking about circumcision and why my opinion on circumcision is probably not whatever you've ever heard before. So what is it? What do I think about circumcision? Well, I've done research on this, and this recording is not meant to be the research I've done. I encourage you to do your own research. I encourage you to look up everything, to see, to decide for yourself what you think. It is not my goal to tell you what to think, only to teach you how to think. That is my whole purpose, is just to get you to think about things you may not have considered before. And when I did my research, I came to the conclusion that there is no medical necessity for circumcision. Keep in mind that I am talking about male circumcision as it exists in our society today. Female circumcision is much, much worse by any definition, but we are keeping it a very tight conversation right now and we're not straying over into female genital mutilation or FGM today. That is not today's conversation. Today we are strictly talking about male circumcision and even more specifically than that, we are talking about circumcising infant babies who have no say in the matter. This is a problem because one of the most important things is autonomy. Now, I understand that five-year-olds should not be allowed to decide that they need tattoos. That's not what I'm saying. But the idea that we need to chop off a body part because it has health benefits that make that make it worth it to chop off that body part is something I absolutely disagree with based on the research I've done. I mean, I do admit that the idea with or without research just sounds appalling. The idea that a body part needs to be cut off is absolutely painful to think about. But I did my due diligence. I did not let that cloud my mind. I actually researched this. And I still came to the conclusion that there is no absolute medical indication for routine circumcision of the newborn, which is a quote from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Now, this has been revisited in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the early 2010s. And to this day, 
the general consensus is there is no medical absolute necessity for this. The most they can say is that there are some benefits to it. I looked into those benefits, and while I can't say that there aren't any benefits whatsoever, I think the most important thing to consider here is that if we actually teach our young boys how to clean their bodies, and we actually have a decent sex education conversation with teenage boys before they get out and start having sex, I think a lot of those benefits are decreased to the point where they're not worth it. So, like I said, do your own research, make the decision for yourself, but I personally am against circumcision. Now, you probably expect me to say that I think circumcision should be illegal, and you're wrong. Whoa, (laughs) right? I just told you I don't think there's a medical necessity for it. I just said that I didn't think it was okay to be taking this bodily autonomy from infants who can't tell you that they want little parts of their little bodies chopped off. And yet here I am also saying that I don't think it should be made illegal. What sense does that make? Let me explain. So one of the main reasons why the American Academy of Pediatrics does not actually come out and say, this is bad, this is wrong, you shouldn't do this, is because they are 100% aware of all the hell it would raise. Let me tell you what they recommend. What they recommend, and this is a quote by the way, or okay, I admit it's not a quote. I'm not currently looking at it. It is a paraphrasing of a quote. They tell you that you should decide based on your cultural or ethnic differences. That should be how you decide whether or not it's okay to circumcise your son. I, I, I don't, I'm not gonna go so far as to say I got nauseous, but it was close. <laughs> the fact that a respected organization like that would say that chopping off a body part is of your child without their consent is something that should be decided on based on cultural practices is a huge red flag to me. Essentially what that says to me is that they didn't want to piss off the Jewish folks. And rightfully so. Your entire career is over if you get called anti-Semitic. Which is, by the way, one of the reasons why I don't mention my name on these things. No matter how much I scream from the rooftops that I don't think I'm better or more important or more pure than Jewish people, the fact that I am anti-circumcision is enough for folks to tell me that I must be anti-Semitic, I must be racist, I must be a bigot, I must be etc, etc, insert term here. And even though I disagree with that, I'm not going to tell people they can't come to that conclusion. If you genuinely think that I'm a horrible, bigoted monster because I'm anti-circumcision, then you are well within your rights to come to that conclusion. But I don't want the consequence for you coming to that conclusion that I believe is incorrect to be me losing my job and no longer being able to pay my rent. Which brings us back to why I don't mention my name on these things. But anyway, back to the point. Circumcision, yes, I believe that it is morally wrong. You, of course, have to decide what you think. I can't tell you how to come to your conclusion with that. All I can tell you is that I think it's morally wrong and I can tell you why. And it's up to you to do with that information whatever makes sense for you. But... I want to get into why I don't think it should be illegal because this is a conversation that I've genuinely never heard anybody else have before. 
I don't think it should be illegal because when people do things, when people do things culturally or socially and the root of those things has to do with religion, things can get murky really fast. And depending on how extremist the parents are, it can cause a whole lot more problems for the child rather than helping the child. So let's just play this out real quick. Let's say that it was illegal. It became illegal. It was signed into law. It is no longer a legal practice to circumcise your son unless there is an absolute medical necessity. There are a few medical conditions that are very rare, but that do exist. They do crop up from time to time in which circumcising the penis is actually helpful. But this is not recommended as an absolute necessity because it is very rare and only for very specific conditions. So let's say hypothetically speaking that this is passed into law and that is only legal to, to have your son circumcised if they are suffering from one of these conditions, okay? So in this hypothetical situation, if you have a very strict family, we are for all intents and purposes going to use a Jewish family for this because this is one of the, um, in, well, as far as I'm aware, this is the biggest religion slash cultural group that practices circumcision for their religion. Um, there may be other religions that also do it, but I think if you're not Jewish, it's mostly for cultural reasons alone rather than specifically for religion. So let's say this does get made illegal, okay? I think this is going to potentially cause more problems for the ch children that it is essentially supposed to help. Because if we make it illegal, it is entirely possible that the blowback from this could actually negatively affect these little boys. What do I mean by that? All right, let's say, hypothetically, I know I'm saying that word to death right now, but bear with me here, okay? I don't script these things. Let's say that we have a little boy and he grew up with Jewish parents and, well, actually no, let's say that this uh, Jewish mother is pregnant and this law comes into practice or comes into play and it is no longer legal to circumcise your child for anybody. This is not specific to Jewish people. This is everyone in America. You are no longer, according to this hypothetical situation, legally allowed to circumcise your son. And this pregnant Jewish lady is kind of wigging out right now because God wants her to circumcise her son. Now it's illegal. What is she going to do? What's going to happen? Okay. So let's say that over time, the Jewish culture changes, hypothetically, so that at the age of 18, it is now okay. God has now decreed based on the um, religious figures that are now interpreting their religious texts. Because of course, you know, religious, the, the uh, present day interpretations of religious texts do change over time. I mean, I think that can't be argued regardless of what religion we're talking about. So let's say that people in charge of interpreting the Torah, people in charge, which I'm sorry if I butchered, by the way, um, people in charge of interpreting the holy books, they decided that it's okay, God is still okay with it, if a little boy decides that when he turns 18, he will then get circumcised. 
So let's say that this could happen one of two ways. This could be, not a word of this could really be breathed until he turns 18, but I highly doubt that's the case. What I think is going to happen in this hypothetical situation is the parents continue to drill it into their son's mind from the time he's an infant until the time he's 18 that the morally acceptable thing to do would be to have to become circumcised, to please God. And if he chooses not to do that, which he's 18 at this point, so it is entirely possible that in this hypothetical situation, you know, having this body part that he has gotten to keep for 18 years, by the time he turns 18, he might not be so quick to want it chopped off. So when he does turn 18 and he does get this choice, I think for the most part, because it's really, really easy for parents to make their children believe what they believe, I think for the most part, most of these Jewish boys in this hypothetical situation will go through with a circumcision, no matter their nerves, because they think it's what God wants them to do, and they want to please God, and they want to please their parents, and etc., etc. But there are going to be a core group of boys who really, really do not want to get circumcised at the age of 18. These boys are going to be against having their pe- the tip of their penis cut off because maybe they've done their research and they realize there's no absolute medical necessity for it. Or maybe they just can't find a logical reason why God would want them to chop into their body. Whatever the case is, they get to age 18, this, court, this small group of boys, and they say, all right, no, I'm not gonna do this. Legally, I don't have to do this. I'm not gonna do this. Now, bear with me here, because this is where it gets messed up. Depending on the type of family he's born into, this could actually cause some serious blowback. Maybe he gets disowned. Maybe he gets abused. Maybe he gets not necessarily disowned or abused in the strictest sense of those terms, but maybe let's say we have this Jewish boy and he has, you know, uh, two or three brothers. And the brothers went and got circumcised when they turned 18, no problem. And now he's the one who's decided to think for himself. And now he's the one who's decided he doesn't want parts of his body chopped off unnecessarily. But his parents very, very clearly are showing favoritism to the other two or three boys, to his brothers, because they have been good kids who did what God wanted them to do. And this little boy, let's call him Joel, has not done that at all. And now we have problems, okay? So it depends on the severity and the extremism of the parents and what kind of religious practices they think are acceptable. Because if this hypothetical situation were to come to pass and it did become illegal for for, uh, parents to circumcise their boys, the boys would, of course, have to wait until 18. But it's not as though, I mean, chances are, it's not as though circumcision is going to be a completely ignored topic until the boy turns 18. Absolutely not. From the time this baby is capable of understanding words until his 18th birthday, it's going to be nonstop circumcision talk. I mean, maybe not every conversation, but I guarantee you if there is some sort of religious practice that needs to be done in order to please a deity and the only reason why it's not being done is because society has made it illegal, the workaround for this is to convince that child that they need this procedure done to please God and spend years and years and years putting this idea in their heads so that when they turn 18, 
they now go ahead, go through with it with no problem, and everything is peachy keen. The problem is going to come in when those kids who decide they are not just going to do whatever the status quo of their religion tells them to do, figure out that there is no medical necessity for this and that they would rather keep all their body parts. Like I said, this could result in shunning, it could result in favoritism, it could result in, um, at the worst, abuse, whether it's emotional or physical. And so we can potentially run into a lot more problems than we started with. Originally, the end issue here is that this boy doesn't get a say in the fact that his body part got chopped off without his consent. But if we consider that up against the bigger issue of abuse, full on-out abuse, maybe even disowning your child when he turns 18 because he clearly, you know, doesn't love God or doesn't do what God wants him to do and therefore you shouldn't... um, cater to his needs because he's technically an adult and you're going to follow the rules under my roof or you're going to get out, which is an acceptable thing to say to an 18-year-old regardless of whether or not you've prepared them to live on their own. So the problem I have with making circumcision illegal is not moral when it comes to the circumcision itself. It's moral concerning what parents could possibly do with this. And the reason why I feel so strongly is because I have seen situations, and not necessarily Jewish families specifically, but any religion, okay? I mean, technically, this could even happen with militant atheists. You have militant atheists out there who think, you know, you breathe one word about how you're considering the fact that a higher power might exist and a militant atheist will laugh in your face and tell you that you're an idiot. This is the same thing, or not the exact same thing, but something similar in the opposite direction. You have a militant atheist whose kid comes home from school and says, you know what, I think God might exist. This could, at best, result in just total dismissal of your child's experience, and at worst, it could be, um, you know, total abuse that could either be emotional or, I mean, in the worst cases, physical. Well, I guess that's arguable which one is worse, emotional or physical, but that's a different conversation and it depends on the kid and the parent and the specific type of abuse. And anyway, we're not gonna get into that today. What I wanna focus on is how so many moral issues in our society are not black and white. The, uh, if, we, if we look at the idea of circumcision in a vacuum, it becomes relatively easy to decide that it should be illegal. But it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It exists in the world. And it exists with parents who could potentially make much worse decisions for their parent or for their children at the end of the day. And when I decide for myself if I think something is moral or immoral, I it all goes back to one main question, and that question is this. Does that decision put net good or net harm out into the world? And this question is not always easy to answer. I think one of my favorite TV shows is The Good Place. Um, And the reason why is because it addresses this conversation, obviously a more lighthearted version of this conversation in, you know, comedy style, but it still addresses the idea that moral decisions are not so black and white and things can get really complicated when you look into them. 
And this is one of those examples. When I look into this and I ask myself, okay, would be making circumcision illegal put net good or net harm out into the world? The answer is, in my opinion, it would put net harm out into the world because of the way uh, religion works. You know, when you are raised your whole life, when your parents were raised their whole lives, and when their parents were raised their whole lives, to think that undergoing this procedure will please your, you, the, the God you worship, it becomes no argument. It becomes impossible to have that bodily autonomy because as far as you're concerned, as far as you've known your whole life and your parents' whole lives and their parents' whole lives, that bodily autonomy is displeasing to God. And I don't think people are going to be so quick to displease God in order to save their children's bodily autonomy, regardless of whether or not it's illegal. So, in conclusion, things are not always black and white. And this is why it's important to have these difficult conversations. I truly believe that I am no better than a Jewish person. I don't believe that I'm smarter or more important but the fact that I am anti-circumcision I know for a fact is going to get me called anti-semitic so for the record just know that I'm not and may I remind you one more time about the concept of inherent human value and that's all for today hope you enjoyed the podcast